In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies, it is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. All right. It has been, let's see, I would say probably 16, 17 years since I spoke with this next gentleman. And if you're into conspiracies, this is right up there with JFK. It's one of the granddaddies of all conspiracies. The idea that the Apollo missions to the moon were faked, a complete hoax. And uh, we're going right to one of the key investigators in this field. Bart Sabrell is an award-winning filmmaker, writer, investigative journalist. He's produced television programs and documentaries for over 40 years. 
He's been employed by two of the three major U.S. networks, worked as a TV news reporter, produced segments for ABC, NBC, CBS. Bart regularly speaks as a guest commentator regarding the moon landing fraud, and he's appeared as as such on NBC, Fox, CNN, HBO to discuss his films, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, and Astronauts Gone Wild. His latest book, Moon Man, is Bart's revealing memoir, recalling his harrowing journey, investigating what really happened during America's famous Apollo missions. Bart Sabrell, welcome to Strange Planet. How are you? Good, Richard. How about yourself? You know, you only look 15 years older. (laughs) That makes sense. Yes, do the math. Uh, In fact, I think it was about the time uh, that a funny thing happened on the way to the moon came out, maybe a couple of years after it came out. You were on my old, one of my old terrestrial radio programs. It'd be a nice crash course for people who are not quite up to speed on this. And I know on your website, you give a, a, a beautiful, concise, three-minute kind of summation, everything you need to know uh, in terms of you know, why the, the moon, man, moon landing was faked. Can you just kind of quickly run through that for, and, and, and get my listeners up to speed? Sure. That video is on my website homepage, which is sabrell.com. Just my last name, S as in Sam, I, B as in boy, R-E-L, sabrell.com. It's a three-minute video that I made just kind of summarizing the points why it's not a theory that they faked the moon missions. It's an actual fact. And if you want, I can just run by those four proofs really quickly. Yes, please. In my opinion, each, each of these proofs would convict it in a court of law independently. And we have four times the evidence. So the first proof is this. If the moon landings happened in 1969, then that's the first time in the history of the world in which technology was greater in the past and in the future. But seeing how that's a scientific and historic impossibility, that means it was a bluff like in poker. For example, today, with 54 years better technology, the farthest that NASA can send astronauts into space is only one thousandth the distance to the moon. That's why there's mannequins orbiting the moon in the latest mission. Funny, they could play golf and drive cars on the moon 54 years ago, but today they can't even land and they can't even send humans beyond Earth orbit, you see? And they did this with one millionth the computing power of a cell phone. If you added up all the computing power of NASA in 1969, it was one millionth of what's in your cell phone. So you're saying 54 years ago with one millionth the computing power, and it was the only time that NASA has kept a schedule in the entire history of NASA. They've never been on schedule, not a single time, except the most complicated mission of all time. They were ahead of schedule. So 54 years later, the most industrialized nation on Earth, China, says it's going to take 15 years from today to have the technology to walk on the moon. But 54 years ago, it only took half that time. Isn't that interesting? So you can't have a thousand times greater space traveling technology in 1969 than you can today. When the atomic bomb blew up, just 10 years later, it was one thousand times more powerful. So if they could go to the moon on the first attempt with one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, we would have been on Mars 10 years later. We'd be in another solar system by now and there'd be bases all over the moon. The reason why people don't see this, Richard, is their emotional attachment to the event. 
I mean, whoever killed Kennedy, he's still dead. It's just a matter of who did it and why. 9-11, all those people are dead regardless of who did it and why. This is different. This is a positive lie. I talked to an aerospace professor at a major university who said even if an Apollo astronaut confessed on national TV that the moon landings were fake, he would still think he walked on the moon anyway. It is literally a god to people. So that's the first proof. This is the first time in history you have a thousand times greater technology in the past and in the future, which is impossible, which means they didn't go into story. Then go to sabrell.com. You'll see a picture. You can insert it if you want, but it's shadows intersecting at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart. We'll just go out into the sunlight in your front yard, your parking lot at work when there's no clouds in the sky, and you'll see two trees, two telephone poles, two people, no matter which direction, they're always parallel. It's impossible for the shadows to intersect in sunlight because the sun is a million times bigger than the earth. It's going to cast shadows on the entire continent the same direction or the moon. So when they intersect at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart, that means it's electrical lighting, which means they're not on the moon, which means they didn't go to the moon. So that proves it. You could prove the moon landing fraud with one photograph. Just take a jury outside, show them parallel shadows, come inside. Juries don't have uh, uh, courtrooms, don't have windows most of the time. And you just bring in a, a, an electrical light and you'll see if one person stands on one side of the light and the other person stands on the other side of the light, they throw converging shadows. You just proved the moon landings are fake with one picture that they claim was lit with sunlight when they intersect, which is impossible mathematically. So that proves it. Then, as showcased, and a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which is on the homepage of Sabrell.com, a film that cost nearly a million dollars that was financed by someone who builds rockets for NASA, who gave me the money because he knows the moon missions were fake, and he says this is you know, very unpatriotic of our country to have manipulated the citizens this way. We found classified footage dated two days into the Apollo 11 flight of them faking being halfway to the moon with a one-foot model of the Earth. The lights come up. It's a one-foot model. That's what convinced me. I considered it a theory that they didn't go until I found that footage. That would prove it in a court of law. And then lastly, Moon Man at Sabral.com, a book that just came out. I read it myself in audio or Kindle or print. We have an eyewitness. An eyewitness by the name of Cyrus Eugene Akers, who was the chief of security at Cannon Air Force Base in 1968. As the guy is dying, okay, fearing the judgment of God, he confesses, first of all, that he's a murderer. The military police come in from the United States Air Force. They say, who did you kill? Because he killed a co-worker at Cannon Air Force Base. They say, why did you do it? He said, well... We were sworn to secrecy under threat of death because they filmed Apollo 11 at our base June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. President Johnson showed up the first of three days, stood beside the guy. He gave him a list of 15 people who were allowed in to observe. We printed that list in the book. And so that was the main thing he wanted to confess he, just that he killed somebody and the reason why was because his friend thought it was morally wrong was going to tell a reporter and he killed him to keep it a secret so that's the fourth proof i wish it were a theory you know it seems like a theory oh they did you know fake the moon landing but they did 
What does that mean? It means her country is so far gone. Why did Clinton say he had the affair? Do you remember why, Richard? Because he could get away with it. Because right. I could. Right, right. And this is a completely unnecessary lie. Now, if Robert Kennedy Jr., who has more access to the JFK files than Oliver Stone, says the CIA killed his uncle, guess who killed his uncle? So that means the CIA... I think that's called election interference, don't you think? And that's not by Russia. That's by the United States federal government against a Democrat. They killed him. Then Robert McNamara, defense secretary during the Vietnam War, said the public was against it. So we got together with the CIA, said we need a Pearl Harbor type of thing. And we completely manufactured this alleged attack from North Vietnam on an American ship in the Gulf of Tonkin. Congress passed a law called the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution based on a CIA fabrication. Said out of his own mouth, it never happened. Led to the death of 3 million people, including 58,220 Americans. So if they're willing to kill their own president, willing to kill 58,000 of their own soldiers, I don't think they have a problem faking an image of the moon on television. So that's my opening statement. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> The case rests, Your Honor. Uh, there you I, go. I want to come back uh, and and pick up on um, the the, uh, the testimony of um, uh, Eugene Akers. Um, I just want to talk a little bit more about. Um, well, let me jump ahead because you sent me uh, something. Uh, you sent me an email, and it's a um, it's a video on YouTube. It's about advanced AI is able to detect that the moon pictures are fake. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about about how AI is disproving these? Uh... Yeah, this just came out. That's probably why I sent it to you. This is on my homepage. Just scroll down at sabrell.com. There's an article about it, and it shows the video. So you know they have these conventions. For me, it was broadcast TV conventions in Vegas, see the latest camera every year. Other people, it's automobiles. You go and see the automobile that can get 150 miles per gallon, but somehow it's never sold commercially. But you can see it sometimes test drive it, right? So they have AI conventions. What's the latest and greatest AI? This was just a couple of months ago in Moscow, right? So because it's in Moscow, Vladimir Putin is there, plus all the other top AI leaders. So what they did was to make the latest and greatest AI, they took a bunch of individual AIs and they hooked them up together like cells in a brain. It's called the neural network. Cost millions and millions and billions of dollars by Google, a decade worth of research into this thing. And they gave access like a test drive. You want to test drive the 150 mile per gallon car? You have three days, go drive it around the track, right? So they let these various teams from AI people test the world's greatest AI. Some said compose a novel with this as the plotter, write a symphony with these notes write a poem, draw a picture. Well, one team fed it photographs from the Chinese probes that are on the moon that landed a couple of years ago. And this particular AI has a specific deep fake detection program. You know, there are these videos that look like Obama or Trump or whoever, eh, but they're really not them, right? This computer has never been wrong. It always knows the difference between a real picture and a fake picture. So they fed it, this team, pictures of the moon's surface from the Chinese probes, and it said they were real, 100% real, 100% sure. 
then, in comparison, they fed it pictures from the Apollo moon landings. And all the areas of the picture were red. The background is fake. The foreground is fake. The astronaut is fake. It was a model. It was a doll in this particular. But the, the footprints weren't the way a human walked. They were stamped in there with a little toothpick because they wanted this vast landscape. So it was a miniature. It proved that the moon landings were fake. Now, why is this not reported on RT or Fox or anywhere? In fact, if you track down the original link of the Russian story, it warns you that if you click on it to read the article, all the data on your computer will be stolen and you'll be associated with child pornography. That's how desperate they are. Fox contacted me, I think, like a year ago, because a year ago, the former director of the Russian Space Agency, NASA's equivalent, publicly said, and I think he wasn't supposed to, the moon landings of the Americans are fake. Well, Fox News calls me up the next day. We're going to do an hour-long special. And they tell me, they were very honest. They said, we haven't read your book, we haven't watched your movies, and we will conclude that the moon landings are real. That's the point of the program, to put out the fire mm-hmm. that happened the day earlier of the Russian NASA equivalent saying the moon landings are fake. And in this hour-long special, I only did it because they paid me. Right? Yeah, make make a fun out of me for a couple of thousand dollars. I pay my rent. They quoted a guy from 1969, some Russian scientist in 1969 said that congratulations. And that's what they showed in the hour-long special. They did not choose to show what was quoted a few weeks earlier of the former director of the Russian space agency saying they were fake. Now, if that if that's not selective editing, I don't know what is. So Fox News is not anti-corruption. Glenn Beck isn't either. He he had me on radio for 10 minutes, and then the next segment is an hour of video of a lying Apollo astronaut who's, you know, associated with multiple homicides. And Glenn Beck kisses the guy's feet, says he's a national hero. You know, it's like in Glenn Beck's mind, I know America has gotten bad, but at least we went to the moon. Right, right. Isn't that something? And this is a topic too hot for even the top two podcasters won't talk about it for some reason. We have an eyewitness. We have Cannon Air Force Base. We have a list of 15 people who were there, and we verified multiple people were there at the time. When you, you say would the think top- that would make that Sorry. would make the news of the top podcast. They're afraid to talk about it. And yet they claim they're anti-corruption. And yet this is the key. This is the key that will bring the wall of corruption down. I didn't see it at first. When my film first came out and I found this footage, it's in my book at sabrell.com. I rushed this footage I found of them faking being halfway to the moon. I was working for NBC News. I showed it to the news director. He practically faked it. He says, oh my gosh, this absolutely proves they didn't go to the moon. I said, yeah, what are we going to do? He says, I won't broadcast this. I'm not going to go down in history as the man who caused the next civil war. Ten years go by, a new news director comes in. They find the footage. They call me up. They fly me to the Waldorf Astoria, put me up in the hotel, pay me thousands of dollars for the exclusive license to broadcast this footage nationwide. They're going to break the story nationwide that the moon missions are fake, and here's the proof of it. 
they get a call from the federal government threatening them, I think turn off their satellite or something, and they back down. And I didn't see it. I didn't think it's going to cause a civil war. I mean, I think you're overreacting. But about a month ago, I think it would bring down the corruption. Even though it killed fewer people than just, you probably know this, Richard, the JFK witness assassination list, like 200 people had accidents within a year, something outrageous. And of course, 3,000 on 9-11, and maybe 20 people were killed to cover this up, much fewer. But it's different. It's a positive lie. The and you're taking lie. away that candy and giving the public a big pile of manure instead. They prayed for them. They got down on their knees and they cried and they wept and they waved the flag. It was a completely unnecessary lie that they did for the same reason Clinton did his little escapade, because they could get away with it. It shows the utter arrogance. And then, mind you, I got a millionaire backing me. Right. There was stuff I uncovered that I was asked not to put in a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. That's in my book that you can read now at Sabrell.com because certain people have died and they don't mind me releasing the information, including a four hour interview I did with the widow of the man who was going to be the first man to walk on the moon. And she told me that he came home from work on January 26, 1967, and said the following, Hon, for some strange reason, the CIA is all over the launch pad today inspecting the equipment. Why is the CIA here? Never seen him here in five years. Why are they here now? Very next day, the guy's dead from faulty equipment. Because days earlier, he held an impromptu press conference without permission and took a bunch of reporters up to the very top of the rocket, rocket where he affixed a lemon the size of a grapefruit that his wife told me he picked from his own backyard and said, this thing is a lemon. This thing is a piece of junk. The CIA went to his house, confiscated all his reports he was given to a senator about how they are no way going to keep the moon schedule, and they took him out of his house without even informing his widow that he had died a few minutes earlier. They took him down, which means our tax dollars not only paid to be deceived, we paid the salaries of CIA agents and the hardware to kill our own citizens. Now, our country is founded because of the Declaration of Independence. When any government becomes destructive of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it. So starting a new government is legal. It says so in our first document. They're killing their own people. I think that's destructive to life, don't you think? They're murdering Apollo astronauts to cover up the moon landing fraud. And they have these naive people sending me hate mail defending the criminals who are killing their brothers and sisters and deceiving them with their own money. Bart, I got to jump they in. they want to believe in the glorious moon landing. Bart, we're going to take a quick time out. We'll come back and uh, discuss further. Bart Sabrell, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. Stay with us. Hey, it's K. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The truth will set you free, free, free. But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. There you go, Bart. That liner is just for you. <laughs> the truth will set you free, but first, it'll tick you off. Um, can we go back to um, Eugene uh, Akers uh, at the Cannon Air Force Base? First of all, I'm a Canadian. I don't know. Where is the Cannon Air Force Base? It's in Clovis, New Mexico. Now, my father was in the Air Force, and I'd never heard of the thing. I had to look it up. It's tiny, which is great for fewer eyewitnesses. And get this, every division of the military, the Army, the Navy, Marines, Air Force, they have their intelligence division, special operations. Guess where their headquarters is? Uh. Cannon Air Force Base. And then I remember Bill Casing, that my main source of the moon landings being fraudulent, him saying... The whole thing was supervised by the United States Air Force. So there you go. So the gentleman we see on your on the home on your um, website, Cibril.com, and he's talking about his father because um, Eugene was like 13 years old. He grew up on the, I guess, on the base. His father is like involved in base security, right? His father, That's right. So his father also um, did a deathbed confession, but that. That was destroyed. Was that computer confiscated, I believe? Um, Yeah, basically, when I started this investigation, uh, the the man's son, the the father had already died, and the son was dying himself of cancer. So it's kind of like a double deathbed confession. And after he talked to me, uh, I think I mentioned, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the book or not, but I've already said in an interview, so I can say it again. Basically, some good guys asked me to call two people on that list that I got, basically to tell them before I publish the book that I have their name on a list that they were at Cannon Air Force Base participating in the fake moon landing fraud. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You want me to slit my throat? But they said, trust us. So I did. I called Eugene Krantz and I called one other guy I'd never heard of. And a couple of days after I did that, my source's house was broken into. So one of these two people called the CIA 
and tried to put an end to this information leaking out. And then a few days after that, CIA agents showed up personally to him and threatened him face to face to kill him and his family if he ever spoke again about his father's participation in the falsification of the moon landings. This triggered a White House investigation uh, supervised by the press secretary. It also uh, was investigated by the United States Senate Intelligence Committee for overreach or whistleblower protection or something. And the FBI was involved to give this man whistleblower protection. And no one denied that what he said was true because uh, we we know it to be true. We verified the people on this list were there. They One of them admitted it, boasted about it in his autobiography. It was at Cannon Air Force Base in June of 1968 for a classified reason. And this is a guy on the payroll of the intelligence department. And so we have this verified. And it, it's amazing that more people aren't making a story about this. More people, you would think, even as a curiosity, I remember, you may remember this, Richard, like 10, 20 years ago, there was a story on, you know, the, one of those stories of interest, lighter side, because some curator of a museum in the Netherlands watched a funny thing happen on the way to the moon. And he thought, oh, that, that footage really convinced him the moon missions are fake. Well, in his museum was a rock allegedly from the moon. In fact, Neil Armstrong said out of his own mouth, he personally picked up this rock on the moon, put it in his pocket and saved it for the prime minister of the Netherlands. And then they immediately took it, put it in this hermetically sealed box that they presumed would never be opened. He opened it up one night by himself, put it under a microscope <laughs> and it's a piece of petrified wood. Now, unless there are trees growing on the moon, you know, a petrified wood kind of looks weird. Is it a rock? Is it, you know, what is it? That's why they selected it to look eerie out of this world. So it made the news 20 years ago, a lighter side, you know, moon rock proves to be fake, but no one wonders, okay, so if the moon rocks are fake, what about the moon missions, you see? And yet the AI is so detrimental. I mean, you could say there is a there is a what creation versus evolution, right? And you could say one side might be called quote science, although that's politicized and emotionalized as well. We're all people, right? And you could say the god of science is putting a man on the moon, right? What what greater achievement of science is there? And you could say the messiah of science would be the AI. When their own messiah says that the moon landings are fake, That's that could convince a bunch of intellectuals that the moon missions are fake. Even though they a lot of them want to you know, believe in the glory of science, they're very pragmatic, a lot of them. And so they squashed that story to the best of their ability. And that's breaking news. Even, even if it, I mean, there's only two choices, right? Either Google's multi-million, billion-dollar, 10-year investment is just a piece of junk. It, they have, they're so inept. Poor Google doesn't know what they're doing. You know, it, it made a mistake, right? Or the moon landings were faked, right? All so the, which do you think is more likely? Yeah. <laughs> right? All of the, were all of the um, Apollo missions to the moon shot at in Clovis, New Mexico at the Cannon Air Force Base? I don't think so. 
I, I think the first one was because they wanted it on American soil for security reasons, and they wanted it at a small base, and they wanted it at an Air Force base, and they wanted it at the Special Ops headquarters. But once people accepted that they could go to the moon and back, it was actually easier to fool people. M most of the photographic anomalies are actually in the later missions where they should have gotten better at faking it, but they actually left many more mistakes in the pictures because once people accept it, it's very hard for them to think critically about it. It appears that some of the later missions that involved large landscapes, maybe the moon rover driving, were shot in England at an old dirigible hangar from World War II. And there were some sets the that I didn't know this. The AI you know, recently proved that they were miniature sets. I mean, this vast landscape of the moon that looked like, you know, half a mile across was really probably, you know, 10, 12 feet across. And it was a miniature that the astronaut was literally a doll. And this is what a lot of people said about the moon rover footage, that it looked like a, literally a remote controlled car for a number of reasons. And I, I, couldn't quite see that, but the AI did see it. So, uh, you know, this is pretty interesting that the truth is coming out and it's so shocking. You know, th there's that story of the finger out of the dike, right? I don't even know how that story begins or ends, but if you put your finger in that hole, you'll save the, you know, dike dam levy from coming down. But if you take it out, you know, start squirt just a little bit, you know, then it gets a little bit bigger, then a few pebbles come through, then a few rocks, then a big hole you can get your hand through, and then it just crumbles away and it can't be stopped. My hope is that, and prayer, that is that this AI is that finger out of the dike. I mean, what more can you say? The most intelligent entity on Earth said the moon pictures are fake. No one thinks that's significant. <laughs> Right? Art, another quick timeout. Back with more in a moment. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. Self You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. I guess we're in phase two of the truth, violently opposed. Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list, Bart Sabrell, is uh, with us. And of course, you'll know him from his uh, wildly successful documentaries, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon and Astronauts Gone Wild. Let's talk about uh, being the truth being violently opposed. Subtitle of your book, A Filmmaker on the CIA Hit List. What more can you tell us about that? Well... You know, seeing how this is my last, uh, the book is, formal statement on the matter, you could say for history, I went ahead and I disclosed multiple things that have never been disclosed before. One, that three astronauts were that we know of, and, and more, more than likely, were murdered by the CIA. And it's not my opinion, it's the opinion of the dead man's widow and the dead man's son. And then uh, we have that deathbed confession of an eyewitness who saw them filming the moon landing that's new and then so is my kind of behind the scenes adventures in producing this movie i'm producing it richard under the theory it might be true 
that they faked it. I mean, the shadows intersect and two of the three astronauts won't give an interview. It seems and their behavior at the one and only press conference looks like they're at a funeral of their mother instead of the winning locker room of the Super Bowl. It just seems something's off about it. And uh, so it took seven years to make a funny thing happen on the way to the moon. I spent probably 4,000 hours editing the 45-minute film. And when I found that footage, you know, I'm basically, <laughs> I was trying to show the the launch in real time, you know, at least T, you know, minus a minute to plus a minute, you know, something, un but it's all edited. Everything from NASA is already edited. Even the launch jumps from five minutes to one minute to 10 seconds. And so I start scouring all the NASA archives. I, I tell them basically, uh, I'm doing a documentary about the moon landings, which is true. And I said, I'm very thorough. So send me everything you've got from the first mission, every film clip, every video clip, and every still picture. And I figured if they faked it, they're more likely to have made a mistake the first time they faked it because they never faked it before. And lo and behold, as I exhaustively go through these, I stopped really going through them because it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, why bother? Right. There's very little footage, very little pictures. In fact, of an astronaut standing on the surface of the moon from the first mission, there's only like 20 pictures. It's and never in any mission a picture with the Earth over the background like the Eiffel Tower in Paris because they couldn't fake the rotation of the Earth and the and the cloud cover matching the satellite photographs and all that stuff. So they just never talked about that when that would be the most obvious picture you would take if you were really there. So I pop in this tape looking for the countdown and it says, do not show to the public on the screen. I'm like, oh, this should be good. I hit fast forward, you know, and I'm used to watching things at 20 times normal speed. And I see it's the same shot for one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And I'm like, what is this? So I rewind it. I hit play. You hear NASA saying the TV picture looks great. And then there's dead air of four seconds. And then you hear talk. And then Neil Armstrong speaks. Well, it's not NASA and it's not the astronauts. Someone is prompting the astronauts. They're actually trying to create a four second radio delay. They're really only 250 miles above the Earth where the space station is today, which is the limit they can send astronauts 54 years later. What a surprise. <laughs> and that's as far as they went then because it's as far as they can go now. But if they answer right away, it gives the, away the fact that they're near the Earth. So they were trying to create this fake light distance because they're supposed to be 130,000 miles out in this footage I uncovered. So someone counted off in a private channel earpiece, one, two, three, four, talk. So he wouldn't jump the gun and give away the fact that he's really close to the earth. And when I when I heard that, I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And then I start looking at the at the footage and I'm like, that's not the window. You know, they used like the window to fake the earth. It's like a one foot diameter window. The lights come up and it's a one foot model of the earth that they're pretending is floating in space to allegedly show they're looking back at the earth far away, which they never left earth orbit. And I'm like, well, well, let me make sure I get this right. <laughs> They're faking being halfway to the moon. That's for sure. Well, if you're faking being halfway, it's because you can't go halfway, which means you didn't go. And then it just dawns on me. Oh, my gosh. They really did fake the moon landing. I call it Bill Casey, my source at NASA. I'm like, Bill, they really didn't go. They really didn't go. And he's like, well, Bart, I told you. And I said, no, you don't understand. They really <laughs> did fake the moon landing. He's like. Well, Bart, I told you. It was like, 
I'm just I'm just weeping for humanity. Boy, how how low have we gotten that we would do this? And then so that night I'm followed by church, you know, followed from church by who knows, CIA agents. I'm literally chased to CNN to get the tape to CNN. I'm surrounded by government agents drugged with truth serum and all of this stuff. I go into great detail that I never mentioned because I'm already trying to get people to believe something difficult. The moon landings are fake. I didn't want to go into X-Files adventures, but I figured this is my final statement. So there's a couple of chapters. One is called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to CNN. The other is A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Church, where I was literally abducted and drugged, and I escaped their custody. So get this. After they give me true serum to tell for me to tell them where all the original videotapes of the fake footage are, I make my way back to Nashville, and I say, I got them, right? I got true serum in me. So I pee in a cup and I give it to a friend to put in a lab in his name, thinking I can out with the CIA. Says, I'm going to show this to the news director and prove I was drugged with this exotic drug. I got him. Well, a few days go by. I call up my friend. I say, well, what's the lab results? He says, well, there was a problem at the lab. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, what problem? He says, well, they had a break in over the weekend. And I said, well, so what? He says, well, funny thing. The only thing stolen was your urine sample. So <laughs> the people at the lab are like, we don't know who you are, but please take your business elsewhere. <laughs> so all these X-Files adventures that would make a movie in and of themselves uh, are in the book for the very first time. And so be it. I mean, we, you got to understand this death threats against the, the eyewitnesses son was less than two years ago. The White House is involved. The Senate is involved. The FBI is involved. This is very serious. And everyone's afraid to admit the truth. The truth will set you free. One of the quotes, I use a famous quote. You've shown some at the end of each chapter. One is from Men in Black 3. And I think it says, the bitterest truth is better than the sweetest lie. Mm. We have to love the truth. And why don't we just tell the truth? We made a mistake. Was no. it a was it a noble lie told during the Cold War uh, in order to, I don't know, one-upsmanship over the Soviet Union? Why? I mean, I know you say it's because they can, but is there more to it? Does it have is it a noble lie? Did they do it maybe? No, it's not a noble lie when you widow wives and orphan children. They can justify that in their minds. So they can justify that yeah. in their minds. Well, murderers have a reason why they kill. Thieves yeah. have a reason why they steal. And adulterers have a reason why they cheat on their spouse. Doesn't make it right, does no, it? it it's not a noble lie. They could have easily said, look, we set a goal that we cannot achieve. This is going to take more time. I'm sorry. The that's what the that's what the truth is supposed to be. We're supposed to have leaders who tell us the truth. I mean, a noble lie. I meant a noble lie. Yeah, I meant a noble lie in their minds that they they in their minds, they convinced themselves it's worth the sacrifice. We can kill people. I mean, if, if you consider 9-11 a noble lie, you know, that that, that it's worth killing 3,000 people to pass legislation, mm -hmm. maybe that's how certain people uh, can sleep at night. And apparently they do sleep at night, yeah. but that yeah. doesn't make it right. Well, we, of course we need, not. We need, we need honest government. We need to stop asking permission like we're slaves, permission to travel, permission to have a wedding, permission to go fishing on my own property, permission to open my store, permission to go to church. I mean, that's slavery, people. Hello, yeah. how did this happen? I well, mean, it's like we're, we're like a puppy dog that is born in a cage 
lives its whole life in a cage and thinks living in a cage is normal. Mm -hmm. That's what's happened. And the moon landing fraud, if the truth comes out about that, Richard, it will infuriate the public to the point of demanding change and an end to corruption. You mentioned two podcasters uh, that that won't touch this. Um, Like Joe Rogan won't go there. Is he one? Well, I got a call from his uh, or an email from his representative several months ago, but I haven't heard back from him. And then, uh, you know, there's the other one who wears NASA shirts all the time. And because I think he said his uncle, you know, worked at NASA, therefore it must be true. I mean, that's like saying my uncle sold popcorn at the Super Bowl and therefore he believes the game was legit and not rigged. Therefore, it wasn't rigged. I don't know what's going on. I mean, if I maybe people are are told what they can and can't talk about, I don't know. I, I think Joe Rogan's a great guy. I mean, you know, t- does amazing. I mean, I, I can't even believe he's allowed on the air to tell you the truth. <laughs> and I, I hope I get a chance to share this on his show. I mean, his his uh, Matthew, somebody, his uh, representative contacted me and it would be great because this is important. They really did fake the moon landing. And I uh, I met Joe a couple of decades ago. He called me up and said, I want to you know support your cause. And uh, what can I do to help? And that was 20 years ago. Now he's got this great platform that could help. And I mean, I think he's one of the best podcasters there is down to earth, open minded, you know, doesn't really take sides unless it's obvious which side to take. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm surprised he's allowed on the air, but maybe this is a touchy subject. I really do believe this is the key. If you really want to reform the federal government, exposing the moon landing fraud is the key. That's the one that the news director saw 20 years ago that I didn't see until a month ago. It will enrage people. This is a positive lie. You're taking it and giving them a And we need that outrage in order to demand a change in the government. The truth has to come out that the moon landings are fake or we'll never have change. You can have a great awakening about everything else, but if people still believe this lie, that there's a thousand times greater space traveling technology in 1969 than today for some strange reason and shadows intersect for some strange reason and eyewitnesses i killed somebody to cover it up for some strange reason and we have them faking being halfway to the moon for some strange reason and the ai says it's fake for some strange reason how much longer are we going to deny this i mean come on people <laughs> we, we we need the truth to come out and i'm all for giving everybody amnesty the guy at the Guy who pulled the trigger on Kennedy still alive. Give him amnesty. We need the truth. We need a big new beginning. We need to have government go the opposite direction, not top down, bottom up. A landowner should not be able to be told by the resident association that he cannot grow vegetables in his front yard because it's not aesthetically pleasing. He needs to have supremacy over the resident association. And the mayor can't tell the resident association that they have cannot have a gun-free zone or a mandatory carry zone. It's none of his business. He doesn't live there, right? And then the governor in Sacramento shouldn't be able to tell the mayor in Los Angeles what they can can and can't do. You see, if if electricity can go left to right down a wire, it can go right to left. And we can have government that's from the bottom up. We need to have self-government and do it backwards. This top down is no different than tyranny. That's the same system we've been using forever. It doesn't work. Look, look at the mess that we're in. 
from top down. We have to ask permission to go to church, permission to open my business, permission to have more than five people at my son's birthday party because four is okay, but five I'll get arrested. Who is this one group of people telling another group of people what they can and can't do at their children's birthday party when they're not even there? It's none of their business. They can advise us. I don't care if nine out of 10 people are dropping dead. You still have 10% of the people who need to buy tuna fish and toilet paper and 10% of the business owners who need to make a living, right? It's your it's your life. Take your risk. They're either our parents, which they're not, or they're our masters and we're the slaves. That And that's what it is, right? We're in a cage, people. Don't you realize that? Bart Sabrell, Moon Man, the true story of a filmmaker on the CIA hit list. Bart, a great pleasure. Thank you so much for this. Oh, no problem. And just go to sabrell.com. You can watch a funny thing happen on the way to the moon for free. All right. The link is in the episode notes. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.